What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show. We kept on telling you we were going to keep on bringing back our guy, Paul, from the MMA Shark. So here we go again. It's Monday. It's a UFC Orlando fight week. A ton to talk about. Paul, how you doing, brother? Good, man. I'm getting excited. I got one of these for you for this week. Let's go. Yes, I can't sir. Wait. Dude. We'll see you in a couple days, right? Full force. The MMA Sharks are coming out in full force for this. Um, which is awesome because a lot of the subscribers I've never met, you know, flying from all over the country for this card. So that's uh, awesome. First one I'll be in attendance with with a lot of my loyal subscribers. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy I bought them tickets. I'm like, who wants to go? Let's go. So wow. Really looking forward to that. With that being said, I didn't think I was gonna start with this, but hey, we, we you know, we open it up. Do you feel any added pressure to really really nail this one just because you guys are gonna be together people will be drinking hanging out or it's another night at the office no nah, man i mean you saw the november i just had yeah. 79 69 i'm sorry 69 units in a month it's it was crazy i mean you know i could have a bad card and we're still gonna have a good time yeah uh, i don't think i'm gonna have a bad card this card is extremely bettable um, but I'm uh, no pressure, you know, everybody coming has been with me for years and, you know, they've gone from $10 unit betters to hundred dollar unit betters. So, um, no pressure at all. No added pressure whatsoever. Very uh, cool. it'll be obviously more fun if we're cashing tickets all night. Yes. yes. I'm not going to look at it that way. And I will say the last time I was in Orlando was, uh, Usman Edwards card, which was the worst card I've ever had in seven years of doing this. So that is some pressure. There you go. You got to break the curse. You're like the Boston yeah. Red Sox with the Bambino. You got to break that damn curse. Yeah. I think we will. I'm with you. I've been with us, with me living in Daytona Beach, and I'm in Orlando three times a week. A lot of the guys we know on the card and the uh, fight camps from the card in Orlando is going to be a busy week regardless because, like I said, with Masvidal show and Icon on Friday night, uh, oh, yeah. I don't want to – I feel – I do feel uber confident going in. I, I study this card – probably overstudy this card a lot of the matchups i have strong strong leans and we're not going to dive into that you know wednesday we got ben and bananas and i do want to like kind of bring up the card and we'll do that at a later time but i do feel right now uh monday i feel really strong about ufc orlando but go, before we go into that i do want to talk about pfl that just recapped their season over and i do want to talk about your november Let's start with PFL, and actually, let's kind of start before a betting aspect of it, almost a conversational piece. Um, yeah. I keep on seeing all these memes and all these posts, uh, a lot of MMA media people, and especially, and I want, I want your take on it, because I, I think I'm the opposite right now of what the middle um, MMA media class is. They keep on saying, Brandon Lockley, uh, he was cut, you know, he won in the contenders, they didn't hire him, and he went off to win. Rob Wilkinson, Israel Adesanya defeated them. He got cut. He wins on to win. Everyone's like, dude, this is like great for the PFL. To me, Paul, I think it's the exact opposite. Uh, I think the UFC, it's they're they're kind of saying like these guys aren't good enough, and now these guys are becoming their world champions. Am dude, I off base on this? What do you think? Am my my contrarian on that? Can you imagine letting go of Rob Wilkinson and Olivier Abon Mercier? I mean, you know, just look around the arena uh, at the Hulu Theater and look at who was in attendance at that card. Yeah. Tell me that wasn't the breakout night for PFL. I I've been saying, you know, and that card, I mean, 
it was such a sensational night of MMA. You know, the prelims went head-to-head with a UFC fight night, and the main card, honestly, was better than several UFC pay-per-views we've had this year. Don't get me wrong, UFC is my bread and butter, but I love PFL. And, you know, you heard me talking up that card for months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. September that I was going to crush that card. And, you know, Brendan Laughley, I'm I'm really not 100% sold on him. I mean, he's very good. Um, uh, I would say Cy does not deserve a million dollars for that punch or for that fight during seven punches. But otherwise, the talent was there. Wilkinson, uh, Ante Deligia, uh, you know, Olivier Bonmercier, they all should be ranked UFC fighters. And PFL is only going to branch off even more and more due to getting these fighters and that level of talent in the PFL. And that's where I hope, and I'm happy you said that, and I'm, I'm going to kind of ride that for the next question. I just hope that the PFL builds within – they have a great, they have a challenger series, they call it, you know, on, uh, they, they have it on January 27th. I saw, um, it's actually in Orlando, Florida. I've been to a lot of them last yeah. year. And I just even hope even the fighters that are in this season that we just saw, they keep building these ones up. You know, I know they went out and they, it's important to get a Shane Burgos every now and then, or Tiago Santos oh, yeah. and all this stuff. I just hope they don't overpay, like to me, Marlon Marais. I think he's the perfect one. They, they shouldn't go down that avenue. Marlon Rice with a brilliant career, a, you know, great fighter. He's just, this is, he's just at the end. And yeah. I hope they don't overpay for kind of veteran fighters that really can't make it in the UFC. They're like, Shane Burgos is a perfect one. If they can get their hands on a Corey Sanhagen or a Reichage, uh like these guys oh, yeah. that are 30, 31, that still is right there that hasn't kind of got over the hump. Those are the guys I think they need to get. Are you in agreement? No, I I couldn't agree more. And to be honest, I mean, that UFC fighter coming off a lone loss, where's the money? You know, a million, you're fighting for a million dollars. You're getting paid per round. I mean, PFL is paying a lot more money than the UFC right now. So I could see some, you know, some talent, like Josh Emmett, if he loses this title fight, go to PFL. You know, go to where the money's at. You know, they're really growing next year on top of the Challenger Series, which starts in uh, January, which is basically Dana White's Contender Series, their version of it. Very bettable. We crushed it every week last year, except for the pre-recorded week. Uh, Whatever. We all got refunded. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, if if a fighter's like on the cusp right now, you know, that's where they're going to want to go, honestly. You know, okay. Some UFC fighters are getting 10 grand and 10 grand, you know, 10 grand to show 10 grand to win, you know, go fight for a million bucks. If you're that invested in your career, I, I think that PFL is going to get bigger and bigger every year, as long as they can afford to do this. Agree. And what, and the kind of the, now the trick is people like Kayla or let's just say a Bubba Jenkins, or maybe kind of better, more veteran fighters that have been in the PFL a couple of years and they've got wins. Are they going to kind of move up the, to the pay-per-view is Jeremy Stevens and Pettis and Bubba and Kayla are all these kind of, you know, bigger names going to go in these pay-per-view super fights. And then are they going to be out of the regular season? So that's going to give up more opportunities for younger fighters and, and less, you know, fight. It's going to be wild. I cannot wait to see 2023 what the PFL has in store. Um, it's going to be the domino effect. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I love it. I love it. Very cool. And yeah, they, you always need a number two when WWE was thriving, WCW was thriving. And if the UFC to thrive, I do think to me, PFL is number two. And I, if they thrive, I think it will only push up the UFC. 
Let's talk yeah. about your November. You had you talked about Ooh. off the top of, uh, an incredible November. Um, oh. Hit on just a couple thing uh, reasons why a couple of just even fights or parlays or leans just in general though that maybe you kind of switched in the month of November for you. Parlays went ninety three percent in November. Wow, I hit nineteen out of twenty one parlays in November. The major- the average odd of the parlay was plus 205. That in itself, oh my God. (laughs) There's two parlays I lost in the month. One was Carlos Candelario, uh, which was a plus 480 parlay. And one was a finisher's parlay where one of the fights didn't go the distance. Parlays went 4-0 on PFL last weekend, as you cashed on. Um, You know, I'm not throwing out minus 200 picks. So parlays have been absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, three, four years ago, I would put out maybe one parlay a month. Now I'm putting out like four or five parlays a week. Yeah. Because I'm just, you know, and I'm backing that by a smart bet, too. So, you know, I, I like putting them straight or, you know, put no distance in them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I scale them smartly. I'm not I'm not putting all of our eggs in one basket. So, sure, sure. Um, it, it's just been a crazy month. I mean, every card was a profitable card. Literally, there wasn't one. You know, I had some losses on every card. Uh, UFC fight night, Vegas 63. It took me until the Comey 65 last weekend. I was pitching a shutout until the Comey yeah. event, the Chase yeah. Sherman fight. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I had a guy reach out to me. That's a hundred dollars a unit. He won $6,900 in the month of November. So his $110 investment paid $6,900. And I've got guys that bet a thousand dollars a unit. So they're uh, they're probably on vacation right now, so I haven't heard from them. <laughs> that's insane. That's that's bananas. That the cool kids will say that's crazy. All right, well we're going into December. Like we said, uh, there's three UFC events left. There's the UFC Orlando. To me, I know Holland and Thompson is the main event, but to me this card is a it's an ensemble. There's I think the prelims you can argue is as talented as the main card. They have like, there's just, I'm going to throw out a fight right now that uh, we just saw Marina Rodriguez and um, um, who, who who did she lose to in the main event three weeks ago? Gra- um, Grotto? No, Alexa Grasso? Yeah. Gr- no, no, no. no uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lemus. Lemosh. Lemosh. Yeah. Amanda yeah, so, Lemosh. I think, you know, that fight's good. Yeah. Grasso was just in the main event. Tracy Cortez and Amanda Rebos is a high level. Yeah. It could be a fight night type of main event. And this fight is not even being talked about. That's, yeah. that's buried yeah. on the prelims. Of course, you know, our Phil Rowe and Nico Price, that's a killer of a fight. Eric Andrews, Kyle Dawkins, like there's just, yeah. it's so talented. It's just, it's Daw- so deep. Dawkins and Anders is an easy bet on my end. It's one of okay. my more confident uh, fights of the night. But Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hebos, yeah. man, that's a fight. You know, yeah. Tracy's coming in 10 and one. Amanda Hivas lost two out of her last five, but look who she lost to. Yep. She's a prolific killer. You know, the split decision loss for Caitlin Chikagian, and she got knocked out by Marina Rodriguez. So she definitely has the advantage uh, edge in that fight. But, you know, Tracy's really emerging. You know, she beat Melissa Gatto. She beat Justine Kish. She beat Stephanie Egger. So, I mean, she's really coming into this fight hot against wait, wait, wait. competition. Who else did Tracy beat? Maybe one of the hottest names oh, in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Blanchfield. Thank you. Yes, Huge. That's a, that's a victim, big win right now. Very big name. And if she could use that grappling against uh, Hibosh, you know, she probably can win that fight. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, on topology, look, it's 50-50 on that fight. 
Uh, right now, you got Heboss, the minus 130 slight favorite. I expect that to come down a little bit and it being a pretty bettable fight. But on close female fights, I don't put us into dark waters because how many go to split decisions? And that that could be where this fight's headed. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the feet is Rebus, on uh, Heboss, and on the on the ground is Cortez. So we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, definitely a good fight. And, you know, Amanda's already in Orlando, you know, a week out. She looks ready to go. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But yeah, this card. And what's awesome about UFC Orlando is when is the last time you remember a 15 fight card happening? It's never. Crazy. Never. Crazy. It's never I, happened. I don't know if they planned it that way. I don't know if. Nothing fell apart. You, you had one fallout uh, when Brunson was out. And they filled it up the, literally hours. Yeah. Because people are begging to get, get on this card. We know there's a lot of people that I know super close that they're dying for a short notice fight. But it is wild. The re one reason why I maybe think that they do uh, doing 15, the Amway, which is the venue for the Orlando Magic play, it's a humongous venue. It's I've huge. never been in there. I've never I've probably driven by it, but I've never actually been in there. It's beautiful. The technology, it's awesome. There's great food. There's great section. There's even a place called the Ozone. It's like a huge bar that you can stand. It's beautiful. And the one reason why, because, of course, let's just be honest, every people have their fans or family or, or sections. And, like, uh, someone like uh, Angie Hill is fighting that um, uh, that chick, Emily, who's from the Northeast. Maybe yeah. Emily is bringing 300 people with her, you know? Yeah. So, so I well, think – the. UFC wanted 15 fights on this car to really try to pack the house. That's going to be packed. Uh, we got, a, I got my tickets from Phil, who I'm a very good friends with. Uh, you know, we bought 11 off Phil ourselves. You know, you get the invoice, 3,500 bucks on 11 tickets. So, you know, the UFC is probably going to bring in somewhere between 12 and $17 million in revenue this night. So, and Bruce Buffer just confirmed for the card. That definitely is going to help the attendance as well. Wow. So uh, it was originally you, supposed to be Joe Martinez, but now it's Bruce they, Buffer. They brought him Buff. Do you know the commentary team? Uh, yeah, it's Rogan, Anakin, Felder. Wow. Yeah, Rogan on a fight night. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't. That's crazy. Yeah. This is cool. That's cool. Um, all right, let's hit on the main event then a little bit. I, I don't want to say it's, um, I, I don't want to say it's overrated because I don't want to co come out that way. I just think. It's not for as big as this card is and the kind of all the attention's getting. It's not for the main event. A lot of times there's a lot of like ABC fights, like just give me Yair Rodriguez or Brian Ortega and the rest of the card can kind of linger. This fight is a really cool, good, unique fight. It's mm -hmm. a different type of fight we didn't think we would ever see in a weird way. But to me, it's not like grabbing me. Where are you at on this main event? Uh, well, the odds for one, you know, when we first chatted, when it was yeah. announced, Wonder Boy opened minus 140. Yep. Uh, now Wonder Boy is plus 140 and Holland is minus 130. So a lot of money coming in on Kevin Holland. Uh, Wonder Boy has that five round experience. Wonder Boy knows how to win a close fight and he knows how to win a boring fight. Kevin Holland does not know how to fight a boring fight. So, right. you know, will Holland get catch him early? You know, if, if Wonder Boy can survive the early storm, he's probably going to have a clear path to victory in this fight. But the big question is, can Wonder Boy survive the big storm? Um, you saw Kevin Holland getting absolutely torched on the feet by Kyle Dawkins. Uh, it ended with a no contest. Kyle Dawkins is he's good. He's a friend of mine. He's from Philadelphia. His striking is not on the same level as Wonderboy. So right. uh, early in fight week right now, I give a slight advantage to Wonderboy in this fight. 
Okay. Wow. Going with maybe, maybe, maybe hey. the dog uh, for Saturday's UFC Orlando. Yeah. Um, and if you want to jump back on Orlando, please do. I do want to kind of talk about something we haven't talked about. I haven't even mentioned to you off there. A huge, um, you know, just, you know, the main event, Yuri and Glover, was one of the fights I was waiting for all year. Big rematch. Yuri gets hurt. Um, you know, the UFC really wanted Enkeliev and Glover. Glover said, hey, that's a tricky matchup. Super quick. I, I, I'm i same with you. I, I love Glover. I've always loved Glover. Glover said, I'll definitely stay in the card. I'll be your main event. But I fought Jan. I know how to fight him. Let's just put him. They didn't want to do that. I'm really – I'm intrigued why. Um I know the answer, but it sucks. Okay. <laughs> you know, give the fans what they want in this scenario. Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira sells just as good as Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska. Muhammad Ankalaev versus Jan Blachowicz doesn't sell in my mind. I think it was a horrible decision by the UFC. So why do they make that decision? They're building up Ankalaev as the next champ. I okay. mean, what's he, minus 400 in the fight? Okay. I, so it's you're – you're think uh, so from your, you think they the UFC wants Inkalive to win and to be the champion. I do. And if, and if it's a Glover in the summer or spring or even if it's Yuri ten months from now, twelve. I don't think that's now. ever the fight for Glover to take. Versus wow. I, I don't think that fight should or will ever happen. It's wow. not even close. Blahovich so is. What, what do you think would be? Glover. What's next for Inkalive if if he gets by Jan? If it's if it's a close fight, it would probably have to be on again. Uh, if not, I really don't know. I mean, two hundred five is stacked, so there's several options that it could be. I just don't think Glover's going to take that fight. You know, he's forty three years old, and Uncle I was just a st- you saw what he just did to Anthony Smith. You know, no one does that to Anthony Smith. And it's and funny I- you say Anthony Smith because I know that in March they got Anthony Smith against Jamal Hill, which I know the UFC really likes, and if. If Hill gets past that, I can see Hill versus Ankaliyev. They're not going to do Smith versus them. No. Um, also in February, a little tricky one. I know it's out of left field, but Ryan Spawn had that really high-level knockout with Dominic Reyes. He made a lot of noise. They put him in the main event. If Dom, if Spawn does that again, uh, he's kind of on the momentum. I can see him kind of getting thrusted, almost like a sacrificial uh, lamb, almost like a Jared Kinnear to Izzy. I can see Spawn versus Ankaliyev. I think Spawn needs to do a lot more. He missed weight last fight. Uh, he got the win. Uh, obviously, Reyes is not UFC worthy anymore. That chin is just glass. Yeah. Uh, one thing, if you notice with Uncle Iev, though, you know, the first time he fought Ian Kutalaba, he was almost dead. I mean, Yambo, which definitely can win this fight. Yeah. I don't think UFC is hoping for that, but right. it, it, it's a fight. You know, to me, it's just as good as Teixeira versus Prohaska. Maybe not as good. But to the general public that, you know, to, you're asking them to spend seventy four ninety nine in December for a card. They're not buying that card. I know. I know. I'm not buying that card. It's tough, man, because this is what we do and this is what I do. And it's I have to talk about it after the fight, the podcast the next day. That's a tough buy for me. And, and I, you know, I, the rest of the card I don't I, I like. I really like uh, Tapora and Bryce Mitchell. I really want to see that fight. fight. Uh, Patty Pimblett in the co-main event versus Jared he's, Gordon. He's getting no love from the odds makers. The odds makers are basically trying to tell you Jared Gordon's going to beat him. It's uh, he's minus one seventy. Who is Gordon? No, Pimblett. But that's Pimblet. it. I mean, yeah. to only be minus one seventy in that fight, you know, that's that's a trap. There's something. 
Something I'm going to have to investigate in the coming weeks there yeah. because that line is so wrong. That's tricky. That is tricky. Uh, they moved Darren Till into the UFC pay-per-view, uh, see if that fight goes off. And then I think it's Robbie Lawler versus Ponzinibbio. Uh, but um, uh, um, Ponzinibbio versus Robbie Lawler, yeah. Tough so fight it's, for Robbie. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a solid, uh, I would say, two through five on the pay-per-view. But yeah, as as a main event of the pay per view, I would not think in twenty twenty two, Von Holbich versus Enkaliyev is a main event. It, that's a no, Bryce fight. Mitchell and Ilya Tapuria is a better fight. Yeah, <laughs> I love that fight. I love that fight. And even Duplessis versus uh, Till, that's going to be a good scrap too. So, and then there's one last main event: uh, Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. That's um, a good card. Top that, to bottom. I think that's a, a deep card. If, if I remember, there's a couple fights I like that on the prelims. Yeah, pretty Armin Sarukian's back on that card. Oh. Uh, Alex Caceres versus Julian Arosa. That's a fight. That's a great fight. That's uh, a great fight. That's I, a mean, you know, fight. I try not to look ahead too much, but obviously I got to see what's coming up. Sure. But, you know, that the, the year-end event always impresses and always surprises. So I think that'll be, you know, three really solid cards to, cards to wrap up the year. I'm hitting UFC cards at 84.2% this year. Um, I didn't have to do any marketing in November because everyone just keeps subscribing and the results are there. I mean, nobody left. So to retain 100% of my subscribers in November, you know, chances are you watched one of our videos in the past that didn't sign up and you left a lot of money on the table, but we're going to keep printing it. So yeah, absolutely. um, We'll get this podcast out there, more videos. I I don't Uh, know. Hopefully during the week too, if, if you're around, yeah, I want to do a ton of lives or a ton of just get togethers. Friday night also is Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC. It's going to be a crazy night. We're yeah. expecting uh, UFC fighters galore in oh, the building. Man. Everyone's in Orlando. Solomon Renfro still on that card? No. No. No, Renfro got hurt. Yeah, I knew he was hurt, but I thought he was still planning on fighting. No, nah, didn't make Who's going to lose that fight anyways? Oh, come on. Come on. No, we're Renfro. We're I'm Renfro. Still, I know you are, but he wasn't, he wasn't going to win that fight. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, um, I had Larissa Pacheco to beat Kayla Harrison. I know. I was going to get oh, uh, insane, insane. I think there was, there was right. nine of us out a, there. I put it out as a one unit play. Guys are sending me screenshots. They made 7,000, 9,000. I'm like, dude, it was one unit. They're like, you're hitting fights at 90%. Why wouldn't I go harder? And wow. holy shit, <laughs> what a fight it was, too. That was better than any female UFC fight there has been in the last two years. It was what do you, that. Oh, okay, with that being said, what do you think is the future with Kayla? Does she stay there? Does she try to revenge against Larissa? Does she go against the cyborg? What, what's next for Kayla? Yeah. So when I recorded my preview video on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere for PFL preview, I sort of hinted that Kayla was going to lose that fight. I said, you know, she's won it two years in a row. She's a millionaire. She won her two million. She's got a beat. She's got uh, kids, young kids. She's not training as much as she used to. That was Kayla Harrison's last fight. Wow. I truly, truly believe that was her. What else is she fighting for? Wow. How motivated was she coming in? Her conditioning looked terrible. She did not look like Kayla Harrison in that fight for a second. Wow. I think think almost the loss maybe. I don't think she can leave on a loss. I think think she's done. I think even when she got to the position she needed to be in in that fight, Pachenko answered it and reversed her and swept yeah. her and submitted yeah. her. You know, that's that. Look at Ronda Rousey after a signature loss like that. 
you know, yes, she lost the home and came back for one more and got smoked by Amanda. Yeah. Kayla's not, you know, give Kayla a real fighter like Pachenko. She's losing it again. If they fight again, she's not beating her again. Larissa the funny part is better and better. Larissa's one of those. She was in the UFC. She was in there too early. You can just see her body. I, there's like a great picture of her like yeah. striking a pose then to now. Dude, she's a different fighter. Like there's so many fighters. Um, <laughs> give them four years, five years of, you know, training and experience and in the gym, you know, they level up. And I think Larissa is a uh, top-notch fighter. I, I'm really happy. She's, yeah. It looks like she's getting the credit she deserves because I, I do think it. she is one of the best fighters in the world, one of the best you, females. You put her in the cage with Amanda Nunez next week, she beats her. Woo! She How beats about her. Juliana Pena? She beats her. Wow. She so beats her. She's How, on the top pound for pound right now, female. She wins it. So any 135 to 55, do you think Larissa is the best? 155, maybe not. 35, 45, she's the best right now. Wow. But I think she would knock off Pena, and she would definitely beat Amanda Nunez. Wow. And Shevchenko's cool. too small. It's not even a conversation. So. Right, right, right. And she can't uh, make 125. Cannot no. make Oh, it. my God. I don't know how she could make what she does. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm that high on her, you know. Plus 560. If I'm putting out a, a full unit on a plus 560, you know I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. That's no, usually absolutely. a 10th unit. You know, I'm not willing to throw away units. I worked my ass off to get to 469 units this year. So, and some of them being one unit plays. Just think of my win percentage. So you're at 469. We got three USC events. I would do it. Any more Fight Pass events? Uh, any oh, more? yeah. There's two Another. more LFAs. We yep. have Bellator, Bellator. on uh, New Year's Eve. And we have Cage Warriors on New Cage Warriors for uh, US versus London on uh, New Year's Eve, and they're making some big fights on that card. So, like I, I told the subscribers, we're going until the ball drops. There we go. Can I can I throw out? Are are you? Is that five hundred number out there to you? Is it is it attainable? That's tough. Were we together when I hit four hundred? We were um, right. I think it was right afterwards, but I think we were close, yeah. right? And that I think I, I think I hit four hundred late. September 400 okay. to 469 was like a breeze, you know, it, yeah, it really was, you know, Invicta eight plus 8.85 units on the Invicta card, cage warriors, PFL, Bell, like, everything's just been hot. So what I like to hit 500 this year. Yes. Yeah. But more important to me is to just keep winning. Yeah. Of course. Win. Yep. If I have a plus 10 unit December, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I'm averaging 52 units a month, though. So right, right, right. I, uh, I, I certainly would love to hit that 500. I, I think it's unheard of. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to throw out a 21 unit bet just because I need to get right. it. So right, right, right. Can't do that. Work too hard to get to where I'm at. Last question for you. Like, uh, you know, even if it's a minor uh, organization or a Bellator, of course, we talked about three UFCs and the Orlando card uh, mostly. Is there one fight or is there one angle? Is there one end new? Is there one under? Is there something that you definitely, you just have these huge emoji eyes right now? Is there a big, big lean that you're just, hey, this is it. This is going to be maybe the last big one of the year? Uh, yeah. On the 10th, I have my UFC play of the year. So that's exciting. My max play is a seven unit. I'm doubling it. I'm going to 14 units on it. And that's the pay-per-view, right? That's, yeah, that's our chop night. Uh, so every year we do a chop night where the subscribers and myself all contribute to chop, which is children's hospital, of Pennsylvania. It's a hospital in Philadelphia. 
last year, I think we raised seven grand, 75. It was, it was a big number that the subscribers pitched in. I mapped it. And then some, uh, I start the pot at a thousand dollars and it just grows all night, whatever I win on the card and whatever comes in from subscribers will be going to chop. So, uh, December 10th is definitely a huge, huge night for me. Last year on chop night, we won 93 units on one card. Nice. Awesome. It was, it was the uh, Derek Lewis Christakis card. So there we go. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good oh, one. That was that was a good <laughs> one. Right. I think I think we had 15 units on Lewis to win by KO as the play of the year last year. And it happened relatively with ease in the first round. So yeah. Uh, for the Orlando card, I don't think I have anything over a four. Okay. Uh, you know, with 15 fights, you know, imagine if I'm throwing out six units a fight. I mean, <laughs> we're risking yeah. 125 units. I can't do that. So right, right, right. I have two counts right now, and I have a four, a couple threes, some parlays, some twos. So, and you know, slow and steady approach. And like I said, I really do think I really the UFC card is greatly matched up. It's a lot of really good matchups, a lot of close matchups, a lot of youth on it. You know, yeah, there's a Bam Bam and RDA, but the line is so whack. That's like, the, I think, the biggest line of the night. So that's a tough one to attack. And so, Bam Bam's um, tough to put away. He is. Plus 400. It's stupid. Uh, there's plus another. 400. There's a couple. You know, give Darren Elkins plus 360 versus Jonathan Pierce. That's a scary number, too. Um, yeah. Michael Johnson's probably about right at plus 230. I get that. You know, a lot of money's coming in on Nico Price. You know, he's minus 160 now. Uh, Phil Rowe opened up minus 20, minus 120 in that fight. So wow. uh, he's being bet up big time. The one that's really shocking the hell out of me is Tai Tuavasa plus 165. I mean, this dude had Cyril gone out on his feet. Yep. Sergey Povich. And Cyril gone had Francis Nagano. He had him 2 right. 2 in the, in the fifth. Him. Like Francis is the, un, you know, the champ. Un, you know, it's. And, that is a tough one. And I'm super excited. I have five favorite UFC fighters. My number four favorite fighter is on this card. He's a big dog on it. I don't know if he's going to be a player or not. He's a flyweight. Can you guess who my fourth favorite UFC fighter is? Is it Schnell? It is. It is. It's Schnell who we had by first round submission last card at plus 1,200, and we cashed it. Oh <laughs> so. But a Matt Snell fight is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, he's a dog. You know, Matthias Nicolo, he's got a big step up in competition, but he's he's a dog. He's a real dog. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe I go with him. Maybe I don't. You know, we'll see. Um, a lot of fights that are not going to the decision on this card. Uh, out of 15 fights, I think we see eight finishes. Okay. Okay. What's your I number? Um, Paul, where do people need to go to sign up? It's the easiest thing in the uh, MMA business. There you go. The MMA shark.com. Uh, I can't sell it enough guys. And what, what I love about it, it's a subtext. You text people literally an hour before the fight, six hours before the fight. If something, you know, you, you look at your phone and the plays come directly texted to you. There it you doesn't go. get easier. Nothing and easy. you know, sometimes it's late Intel. I'm texting out the main event. Right. An hour before it sometimes. Right. Uh, look at PFL last week. I had the whole card out hours in advance. So when the time's right, I'm putting the plays out. You saw I sent the Ante Deliche to win by knockout at plus 120. Last Tuesday, it went to minus 150. So we cleaned up for 4.8 units on that fight. And again, it was hit with relative ease. So That was my biggest play of the card. Well, I would hope so. It was my second biggest. So That was my biggest play um, of the card. And it, it was a no-sweat win, too. Oh, um, Loved it. The crazy thing, too, the judges have been with me lately. 
Like, you know, Charles Johnson is a very good friend of mine. I had a max unit play on him. Yeah. Not because he's a very good friend of mine, because I thought he was going to win the fight. I'm not sure he won that fight. <laughs> it, was, it was close. It was close. He had his moments in the second, but he was getting crushed. The third round, he clearly won. The handshake with four seconds left definitely scared me in that fight, like he was conceding victory. But, you know, a little bit of luck lately, too. I also, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I think Bud beat Aspen Ladd on PFL. Yeah, that's another one. It's, I was wild on that. I really was. I Bud won the second and third rounds, hands down. Aspen Ladd looked terrible. I know. I'm. I've been so anti-Aspen Live for two years. Everyone is. She's like the. I, just, I don't see it. Most hated women in MMA. Yeah, I don't but, see it. She. Uh, like I said, once in a while it takes a little bit of luck. Yeah. And of the judges have been really good to us lately. There we um, go. I can't tell you how many split decisions I've been on the wrong side of and main event injuries. And you know, once we got past August, it's been smooth sailing. So. I just, uh, I love the money everyone's making, especially before the holidays, you know, yes. make a $109 investment before the holidays and we're not advertising it, but if you're watching this code bananas, 50 will get you half off the first month. I have, zero, I have zero promotions on the website right now. You know, when something's this hot, I, I have to believe in my product and trust yeah. my price and my price is well worth it. But you know, if you're watching this, congratulations, head over www.themmashark.com. Plug in that code bananas50. You're in for 55 bucks. Gets you the next 30 days of MMA. There we go. And January's around the corner. It'll be January 14th before you know it. Oh, we got boxing in between then. There's no off season. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I'm going to be heavy, heavy on boxing after December 17th till December till January 4th, 14th. I've got six boxing cards I'm covering. So. Tons of content. Ton and when I have time to properly cap boxing, I crush it. So, you know, give me a week for a boxing card. We're going to hammer it. And we got the two uh, events for New Year's Eve. So right. it's it's not like baseball or football. There's no offseason to this. There is not. There is and none. I stress this all the time, David. I'm not selling picks. I'm selling long-term profits. Right. You know, there's so many touts and handicappers out there selling picks. This is a full service. So you're getting the best version of me every single week. You know, it, there's times where there's 18 cards in a month. So, you know, do the math. You're paying six, seven bucks a card. So I think it's a very nominal fee that I'm charging. Totally agree. And I, we've said this at, uh, um, over and over again, too. It's not just the UFCs. We just talked about it. January 27th, guys, the PFL Challenger Series is back. That's Every Friday money. Night. The spring and the summer, of course, it's Dana White Contender Series that I, I know my guy Paul cleaned up on. There's Invicta. Invicta FC is sometimes ah, giving out the most money out there for free. And there's a lot of stuff out there. So much in between. And I will tell you this. I haven't even told you all fair. A little birdie told me that Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC will be live betting in 2023. A lot of great stuff coming. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be And what one. I promise, I'm a man of my word. Once there's lines on major books for Icon, we're fully on deck. And that logo right there will be in the cage. Yep. Jorge's going to be like, jump on the MMA shark. Yeah, I mean, hey, you get lines. And, you know, I've already talked to a couple people. Yep. I've got some major contacts. And they're checking it out. You know, they're following the topology. And as soon as there's line, you know, Cage Warriors came out of beta this year. I just started doing Cage Warriors right. this year. And it's very, very, very profitable. I've had four sweeps on Cage Warriors this year. Um, I would say out of all the leagues I cover, my least profitable, which is still profitable, is LFA. But LFA doesn't have a ton of books with it. 
I think like 5% of my subscribers take it. So gotcha. uh, LFA is probably up 15, 18 units for the year. Um, and what's crazy, PFL started minus 20 units this season. But it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And that was Very plus true. 71 units. So Very true. There we yeah. go, guys. All right, guys, the MMA Shark, uh, that's Paul. All week long, guys, in Orlando. Check out Paul. Check out myself, UFC Orlando. Uh, Jorge Mazo's Icon FC on Friday. I'll be in Orlando all week long. We'll definitely talk to you. There we go. Cash them all. I love right, the cash them alls. The cash them alls are what we live for. The there we go, guys. The method and the rounds. We cash them all. Bananas50, put in the promo code. Have a good night.